Welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast, a podcast all about helping you identify and navigate your next move in life or career with confidence. I'm your host, Megan Houle, a one-stop shop for all things recruiting, professional development, and career pivots. And through my insights and our guest conversations, these episodes will help you to shift your mindset, change your direction, and change your life. Let's dive in. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. I am so excited to have a friend and another female entrepreneurial soul, creative business owner, Nikki Bandera, who started Project Polly. And Nikki lays out her path to creating Project Polly by simply stating she just started cooking. So Nikki has this incredible story of how she started cooking the pandemic to feed friends and families and colleagues out of work. And it just exploded into something bigger than I think she could imagine and so much more for her to do in the future. But through her organization, Project Polly, she is able to give charitable donations by selling these super fashionable and beautifully colored beanies with a signature tomato on them that Nikki can go into the inspiration behind. But each color beanie supports a community organization and an opportunity to purchase something, wear something and be super stylish no matter what time of year it is and give back, which is something we all need to be doing as best we can in the world of really spreading positivity and love and light. And I love our conversation. Nikki's story is filled with pivots. And I do believe she is truly in her purpose now with lots more to do. So enjoy the episode and thanks for tuning in. Nikki Bandera, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. How are you, my friends? Yeah, real great. Happy to be here. Me too. And I have to tell you, I, you know, I've seen you all up and around Boston as Seaport is one of my favorite places and definitely um, was a big fan of all your pop-ups, but I feel like, like the bridge between us came at that WS development event where I feel like we just kind of like, we're passing along on the way to the bathroom and I'm like, Hey, you're cool. Um, let's get to know each other, <laughs> but the power of networking connection, like You're asking right. for conversations. Oh my gosh. So here we are. Oh, and yeah. since that time, um, you know, just being able to engage with you and connect with you, what an incredible story you have. And I'm just in awe of all that you are doing for people in our communities and giving back. Um, it's just, we need more people like you in this world. So I am definitely excited to dive into your background and all things pivots as the heart of this podcast. So jumping right in, Nikki, like tell our listeners a little bit about, well, first of all, like what season and era are we catching you in right now? Like, what are you up to these days? And then we'll dive into like early Nikki. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So it's beanie season. <laughs> yes, it is. It's beanie season. And um, for us at, at Polly, that means a lot of things. Um, we, we support uh, 32 different charitable organizations with our hats. So each different color hat goes to a different charitable organization in the season of giving. Um, it's really important for us to, to do as much as we possibly can to sell as many hats, to talk about as many of these amazing organizations. And, um, 
hopefully connect people up with organizations that that they continue to work with um, throughout throughout their life or throughout the year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also getting uh, into Thanksgiving, which I think a lot of people don't know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not that good at social media, but I am, you know, my personal page, the memes, but. Um, in terms of our business, we do a lot of physical giving and have a really intense physical giving program. So we're getting into Thanksgiving. We feed 150 families um, that are in safe houses that have that have um, they're survivors of domestic violence. So we feed them all for Thanksgiving. So we're gearing up for that. Oh, I love that, and I know I feel like it's such. Um, we get ready for the holidays and we gear up. Gosh, and don't we all stress in other ways? But at the end of the day, you think about at times like, okay, like really, what am I complaining about in this world? You know, where there's just so much going on right now. And again, for organizations like you and I, um, through my church, we have, I think it's community servings, um, where I, you know, they, yeah, they do like the pies and you can buy and get back. And so it's definitely the season of giving and maybe, after this podcast, anyone walking away, not only inspired to support you and grab a beanie and we'll just keep on the tomatoes all across the the country, the world, um, you know, walking around this season, covering our heads in these beautiful beanies, but, you know, also inspired to help. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's really what this is all about since, since we began, it's really connecting us in a time, um, to the needs of the community that we live within. Um, and, and we're certainly so disconnected. And I think all of us, crave that connection in a time where like, even for me, I don't, I don't know my neighbors, my neighbors are always changing. And, um, you know, we're always go, go, go. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think we're all looking for that connection. And this, this definitely gets us there. Helps. Agree. Yeah. Well, tell us early Nikki, Mm -hmm. what did your what did your journey look like early on career wise? Um, what were some of those maybe like juicy pivots that got yeah. you into what you're doing today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely always, always someone that was like pretty creative and like building sets. And I, I remember I talk about this a lot. It was like the only thing that I ever got in trouble for when I was little was I would like steal my mother's fabric scissors and be like cutting things and making things. Um, but I didn't know like what that meant as a kid living in Boston and kind of definitely growing up in a family and surrounded by people that it was like, no, but you need a real job, you know, like you need a real job. Um, I ended up going to design school in LA um, and, and coming back and it was, you know, I loved it out there and did a lot of stuff, but you come back and you meet a guy and you do the whole thing and it's like, okay, you have to get a real job. Um. And I did that. And I was lucky enough. I did um, liquor marketing. I did marketing for a bunch of different liquor brands and launched a bunch of liquor brands. I've worked in restaurants and, you know, I've always been able to um, have kind of a little bit of a creative get off, I think, that it was kind of like enough for me, but never really, I never really felt like I was doing what I was I didn't hear that big click. And a lot of people talk about that, you know, um, always lots of charity work. I've always kind of um, done that stuff since I was really, really little. I think the first press on me ever was like me feeding people at Father Bill's place. And so for me, like charity was always really important. 
and also design, but I just didn't know how to get there. And I think I didn't have people around me or supportive partners. Um, a huge click for me, obviously in pandemic, the wonderful relationship that I'm in and, you know, we just kind of started cooking and everything kind of, it was like, I could hear the click. I knew that that was what I was supposed to be doing and I didn't know what the end of it looked like. And I still don't, but I think following your instincts, you know, and I, and then you you sit back and you go, Oh my God. And now I'm making these hats. And it's like all of these pieces, like these pieces that have made me the most happy in my life, design and the marketing stuff, everything that I was good at and combined with like, amazing, supportive, like women, my partner that were instead of saying, no, you need to do something else. Um, this doesn't make sense because it didn't and it doesn't. And that's, it's never been about making sense, but having people that were like, you know what? Like we support you in this, like, let's see where this goes. Um, and you know, here we are. And, and I, I think a lot of times, like, especially in terms of like, it, it was really about having having the right um, friends around me and, again, the right partner that was pushing me and not telling me that I was, what are you doing? Right. Um, uh, hell yes to that. Yeah. Like, hell yes. There are lots and there's- of ideas. You know, we all yeah. have lots of ideas as creative yeah. people. And, you know, those ideas, it's it, like a lot of them don't happen. And a lot of times it has to do with the people that are around you and the way that you – they're received. And then sometimes we're like, I don't even want to talk to people about what I, you know, so yeah, about that. for me. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. And there's so many nuggets in there. So just going back to, because I feel like a lot of our listeners, you know, the whole podcast is pivot with purpose, right? Mm-hmm. However you define that, whatever you see, sometimes it's life changes, mindset shifts, you know, changes in directions, all of that, but we can start out being one thing, mm-hmm. but the common theme that just pulls us back to that true purpose is always when you get back into alignment with what you know in your soul gets you out of bed, gets you like motivated and work, not feeling like work, which I know people are like, Megan, everyone says that, shut up. But when it doesn't feel like work, like the purpose there, right? So you knew you were creative, Mm -hmm. you know, you sort of did that job that served you, um, still, you know, facing within people, but coming back in and it's so important about your network. Oh my gosh. Like that's the thing I've done the most over these past, like, I don't know, 10 years is what I call like the friends that like, unfortunately, like, you know, not, unfortunately you have your family, you can edit them out as you choose, but those are your family. But I mean, the people you surround yourself with, uh, it's truly magical when you get into a vibe of individuals that are truly clapping for you and sure people are happy to share their opinions, but we need to get away from the individuals that are just constantly negative, putting us down. And also too, like, giving us advice of like, oh, really, do you, should you be doing that? Because it's a deflection, Nikki, right? It's something that they're lacking in themselves that they can't do. So then they're making you feel bad about what you're doing to serve your ultimate life purpose. Totally. Totally. And, And I think the other thing that, you know, definitely for me, it was that like, if you do have these jobs where like, you are kind of like getting that little bit of a get off and you're making money, and you have security. Like that was another yeah. thing for me that, you know, like even when faced with the leaps um, and the pivots, like the combination of kind of having security and maybe not having people that were supportive around me, it's like, well, how could I? 
You know, how could I leave to do what I'm supposed to be doing? How it's, it's so scary. It's such a scary thing. Um, and I think something that kind of holds people back a lot, like this kind mm-hmm. of stability and security. So, um, yeah. you know, we def- I definitely got to a point where it was like, no, this is all going to work out. Like uh, we knew it when we started. I just, I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing and that anyone that was around me that said otherwise needed to not be there because they had no idea. Like this was the moment yep. and I needed yeah. to be what I need to be in that moment. So where did the, um, tell us a bit more about, um, project poly. So you did, so you like, did you physically like leave your previous job and just were like, we're going to start it? Like, how did you get started? Like tell us those early building. Yeah. So, so it started. So I was, um, in the marketing department for tequila company, we were launching a brand. I was traveling half the month, every month. It was crazy. And I had, when I was traveling, I'd actually gotten them to support this, um, this, it was a, a breast cancer fundraiser. So I was traveling, like launching this brand along, along with this breast cancer fundraiser, which was wonderful. Um, and the pandemic happened. And immediately the first thing that we saw was there was, um, you know, like service industry people that were receiving no support at all from this country. And you're going, oh my God, like this is, this is such a backbone in this country. You know what I mean? Like just our lifestyle, everything, like all of these people, which I've been at different times in my life, like they didn't know where they were going to feed their families or how, and everything that was offered to them, you had to leave your house to go get it. And it was like, no one's leaving their house. They're in like gas masks in the whole thing. We didn't know what COVID was. And you're asking people to do this. And you're asking people that most of them, like when we're talking about back of the house workers, like don't have vehicles. So on top of it, it's public transportation. So immediately I thought of like, hey, let's activate all of these these owners of these wonderful restaurants, which I was happy enough to know, and let's help them take care of their people. And I'm sure they want the same thing. So we had made this video basically saying like, we're going to feed people. Like if you need it, we're going to feed you and we're going to figure it out how. And we thought we were going to feed 20 families. You know, that was the goal. We didn't know who was going to reach out to us. And um, we made a video with Polly from Goodfellas, like slicing the garlic with a razor blade. And I called it Project Polly as a joke. And with the help of these restaurant owners driving around and delivering meals, we, we fed over 3,500 families that first round. And I had drawn a tomato that we had on all these bags and it was, you know, it was wild. Like we would, I had all these like glitter doorway things and like the, the drivers would drop off the meals and they would put the glitter doorway like over the doorway because at that time it was like, it was just such a dark time. And I just wanted to bring, bring something special to people and give them a second that they didn't have to worry, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh Um, yeah. And we yeah. just kept going, kept going, kept going. And along the way, met people who had founded organizations. And it was just like, shit, man, like these guys are doing the work. Like, how did I not know about them? How do I get other people to know about them? How do I raise funds for them? And um, we put the tomato on a hat and attached an organization. And it was like, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing because it's, Everyone asks you why the hell you have a tomato on your head and to be able to talk about the organizations they represent, have other people talking about that. I mean, it's just totally taken on a life of its own, which is certainly what I wanted. Yeah. Well, it's branding. It's that recognizable 
you know, sort of object now too that yeah. is tied back to you. And I think there's a significance in the tomato too, because I feel like early on reading, there was like a, a special dish that you were yeah, making we were for making everyone, right? For people and we were making yeah. um, my family's sauce recipe. And, <gasps> oh, you know, throughout this process, yeah. the more I found out about tomatoes, it's like tomatoes is one of those things or one of those vegetables that can grow out of cement. You know what I mean? Mm. Like any climate, anything, and just... It's been, it's been really cool. Yeah. So what is your business look like? So now fast forward, what almost gosh, going into like four years mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. pandemic, like time yeah. freaking flies. Um, what, what's different today that you've really built? Like, tell me, tell us about all the things that you have going on now. Yeah. yeah. So we're, um, we've had, we've had a couple of great pop-ups that, you know, were supposed to be three months that have lasted years. and um, and now we have we have one beautiful store that's in the North End. We're right on Prince Street at Forty Two Prince. We have a beautiful, office. so iconic. I mean, that's like isn't Prince Street like the original where the little boy was like, "It's supper time," right on the Prince Pasta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to your store and yell that out the Please door. Do. So catch Please me do. on Prince Street. We are here for any and all pasta related activities. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, Prince Street is so amazing, and um. You know, when we when we first started, I've had the space for quite some time and and we weren't open and we were like in the seaport and doing all this other stuff. And I was really nervous that that the tomatoes, it was like gonna hit too close to home being in the North End. Like like people wouldn't that the meaning would kind of be lost. And right now it's just so not that. Like people are asking mm. questions. We have That's we awesome. have wonderful people in the North End. Um and the community yeah. has just been so great to us. Um, so we're in the North End. We have lots of partnerships, too, that we're doing. Um, we're doing a wonderful partnership with Little Words Project. We have a wonderful partnership coming up with Brave Daughters. Obviously, some great some great new charity partners like Dress for Success, which we're going to be working with with you, Megan. Um, and, and just lots more of exactly what we started with. Right. Yeah. Lots more of that. So how do you choose your charity partners? And and yeah, how can people reach out and get in touch with you? How how does that work? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. reach out to me. Um, yeah. Reach out to me. And obviously, I'm sure that my email will be attached to this in some way. But, <laughs> oh, but of course, yeah. It's really, you know, we have op- open stores every day and have for the past four or three years. And like people come in all the time and they read these lists and, you know, they think of their friends or their own organizations and they're like, have you heard of this? And so we have a tally in all the shops that's always been like, whether it be me or someone else working there, they write it down and then we'll look them all up and reach out to them and see if it's right for us. Um, the the first kind of line of um, edit happens where we don't do anything with disease, we really are focused on housing and food insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some branches off that, um, yeah. you know, because we say a lot at Project Poly that um, feeding each other is not just about food. So like, it's about having a roof over your head. It's about your safety. It's about your mental health. So we do work with organizations, of course, that deal with domestic abuse and, and the survivors, um, as well as um, ones that support our mental health and our rights. 
Oh, so important. And in terms of those partnerships, how how do how do you get involved in the organization? So is it through like charity and like fundraising? Do you do like special pop up events just to kind of get the gist of how that yeah, works? I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. we're open to everything, and and every yeah. single organization is just they're different. You know, mm-hmm. their needs are different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us working with with Casamira, who we've definitely worked. Um, worked really tightly with something that's amazing to me, like being an organization that started with food insecurity and feeding people myself, making sure that there's no waste and that we know exactly where the things are going. And especially with a small organization like me, you know, I take it really seriously when people spend money with us. I think it's a big deal. People work really hard for the money that they make. When you spend it with us and there's a donation attached to that, I want to be able to tell you that that money does something and it goes into someone's mouth in your community. So a lot of the organizations are exactly that. So there are organizations like Haley House that are feeding people every single day that are right here or like Casa Mirna or like Bagley that's doing this amazing work right here. Um, Elevate Youth, which is, I mean, I could go on and on. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, it was really funny. Like people say to me a lot like, oh, you know, this isn't, does it matter that most of them are based in Boston? And we've switched some of them to to national organizations. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Because it really, the most important thing for us is the actually helping people. So we've kind of found right. that like we work with organizations that are out in LA, you know, like know us without you and nobody minds. They're happy to buy the hat here, whether they've ever been to Los Angeles or not, because they know that the money is doing something amazing and that they're supporting yeah. amazing work. Right. So yeah. most important is like these grassroots organizations, national yeah. organizations. It's great. You know, we work with World Central Kitchen, who's literally saving the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's yeah, it's good to know. I think again, like the whys behind the buys. <laughs> no, no, it's the whys, right? The buys, and it's it's been. Whoa, is that like our next book or like that's? A, oh that's my god, awesome. please, please, let's do it because it's been that it's part true. of it has been so crazy. I mean, yeah. that part has been so crazy. Like yeah. we were we were working with No Kid Hungry and like really excited about that, and um, we did we work with them for years, and then you go, oh my god, well Project Bread is a partner of No Kid Hungry. So instead of like going through all of these checkpoints, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not the biggest thing in the whole world, but maybe it is the biggest thing for us and the best thing for us. Yeah. Um, and I love too. I mean, yes, there are so many nationals, but to take care of your own community, you know, for the people. And are you born and raised in Boston yeah, or like yeah. where are you from? Yeah. Um, you know, I think to see you be able to give back in a space. Cause I'm not, I'm not from here. I'm from upstate New York, but I I've been in Boston for like 20 years. So I feel like I'm, I'm a part of it. And I just, I love this city so much. Um, you know, kind of living downtown, being able to walk through all the neighborhoods and, um, you know, I feel like we're pretty lucky in Boston. I I'm a city girl at heart. Like, I just feel like it's my vibe. We'll go back home to upstate. I'm like, cool. It's quiet. And there's a lot of drive-throughs and anyone that knows me knows I like, love a good drive-thru oh coffee place. So where <laughs> are they also? Like, where- they're not here. They're in like Stoneham or something. <laughs> like, I'll, we have to go to, like, I'll go. Let's go to Taunton. All right. Let's take a field trip. Um, 
But, you know, just to, to the accessibility, the community, I mean, it's such a small world too when you really get into it. But I love that the birds of the feather, as they say, we kind of stick together yeah. and you wind up like meeting really great people when your intentions are also really great. Totally. Um, because in small st- cities too, you can find those people that, you know, you probably want to also stay away from. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's another episode. <laughs> we'll go unnamed. However, um, you, you live and you learn. Um, as in a, in the words of Atlantis, but I think, um, no, it's so beautiful what you're doing and beyond this like incredible female founder, business owner, you know, what, how, what is Nikki like behind the scenes? Like, tell us about all the things you're managing. I know you oh, have kiddos, right? Uh, like, yeah. Um, you know, I have a daughter, she's seven. She's great. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she was stirring the sauce with me and, and, you know, kind of what you were talking about earlier, like, I get it that it's overused and saying it doesn't feel like work, but like, you know, when you get it, just like your guy, your girl, whatever that you're with, I'm genuinely probably working on something poly related uh, from the moment that I wake up till the moment I go to sleep. Same. And yeah. um, I, I love it. Like there's not enough time in the day to do the things I want to do. And these are the things that I want to do. And there is no work-life balance, but my family is there with me. Like it doesn't, I don't know. It, it feels like I'm doing the right thing. Like there's not a whole lot of time that, that doesn't feel that way, especially when they're with the give back with everything. It's like having my daughter be beside me, like be a part of this whole thing is like, what a gift. I feel so privileged to be able to do this with her. Um, And how amazing, like an example that you're setting um just in terms of like what work looks like because I don't know in in growing up like what your family was like but I feel like we had those boomer parents that were like in scarcity mode 24 7 like work 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 and I think the the balance also wasn't there but they were not working for purpose like no No. way like what was that even um but then also you see parents coming home like complaining constantly stressed out I mean that all that's that's childhood trauma right (laughs) like that's where it comes from then to say like okay my parents acting that or a certain way like well I don't want to be like that and I don't want to do that and there's just like enough crazy shit going on in this world in the bad examples being set all over to have a mom like you that not only is involving someone you know you're teaching these like beautiful life skills which are just I want her to be able to see that she can do whatever she wants I want her to be able to see all that I mean we so we, one of the coolest things I will say when we were like talking about like going through this and navigating it, um, you know, like kind of doing it, doing it right or as right as we can and like starting a brand that like, that is totally thoughtful throughout the process. Cause like we work with these organizations. So it's like, okay, we're taking care of the community, but like, how are we doing that? Right. Like we're doing it with these hats. And we realized like, oh my God, like we're extorting people while we're raising funds for people domestically because of the way that these hats are made. You know what I mean? Like you realize all this stuff. So one of the things that we've been really, that I've been really passionate about is like making sure we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like making sure we're not doing that, making sure everything from like the way that our hats are made and the way that they're embroidered and like the way that they're shipped to you. The way that our sweatshirts are made, everything that people are taking care of along the way. Um, And that's been fun. 
It's been absolutely a blast. So we've actually started another business where we're doing that with other brands. <laughs> oh, wow. Like so, helping them ship yeah, and Yeah. Package. So yeah. we're, we're wow. doing production. We're doing design, yeah. production, wow. and fulfillment. We opened a, um, we opened a spot that's uh, on South Street. Oh, cool. Downtown. All right. Can I put in like a special order? Can we get some um, like fan, crossbody, like fanny pack snacks? Oh Do God. you have those? Whatever you want. I'll make whatever you want, <laughs> Megan. Well, I know. I know we can't see on the video, but we'll we'll post a little clip. But um, you're also in the season of creating these like sparkle beanies now that you're wearing one today. Nikki and I are both wearing the same color because we're fabulous. <laughs> and uh, we're also in this beige moment where I've been walking around the streets of Boston, either pantless or shirtless. So catch me on Newberry Street. You're welcome. Welcome everyone. I love that but so much. Catch me on Newberry. But now, you know, to wear this like beautiful hat and then to expand, like you said, and I think making these special collections, I mean, not only are you giving back, it's Gross. meaningful, it's things Gross. that people love. And so do you have a small team that yes. you lead, Nikki? And like, how do you show up as a leader? Like, what are some of those like core values that are so important for you in terms of leading teams and like making your team see, be seen and valued and heard in these days? It's so important to it's, keep a good it's team. It's important. And it's, yeah. it's really difficult, especially kind of like in, in growth phases. And like, we've always been really conservative and, you know, it's like, you know, that you're ready, ready to like take on more people, hire more people. And it's like two pronged. It's like, you want to make sure that everybody that's on your team is completely taken care of. Like, we're definitely not like a volunteer based business. And, it, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're doing right by everyone. Um, but for us, like, first and foremost, the times that we see that it doesn't work is, is when people like really don't understand, like, like who we are as a brand and um, the organizations and all of that stuff. Um, so you kind of have to be like a fashion person and also, you know, mm. you have to, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. we're really lucky. We have, we have a great, great little team of, of people who are just the best. Awesome. But I it's love not it. easy, you know. No. Well, are you looking, so what does your, who is your team comprised of today? Like, do you have, like marketing and like yeah. PR and then like store individuals and like, will you be hiring in the new year? Yeah. Just, so we have, yeah. we have people that work in our shop that are mm-hmm. excellent. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have my design partner and I, and then we have an amazing graphic designer. Um, and then we have people that, that work in our fulfillment that work yes. in our fulfillment that are like literally yeah. like the greatest people in the world. And we have Jackie that is, um, that is is heading up all of that. So she ships all of our clients and all of our stuff. I mean, we have a yeah. great team of people. We have a great team. I love Very it. Lucky. What have you learned about yourself in this process, you know, over the past three years? Like, what are you really proud of? Like, what have you learned through highs and lows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm proud of myself for can, to, to listening to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been a lot of moments, like we were talking about earlier, where I had people that I really loved that were around me telling me that I was stupid, that it was not sustainable. And what the heck are you doing? Oh my God, you're leaving your job. Or like I had people that were working with me that, that said that they weren't going to, they were like, I'm going to stop because they thought that that was actually going to stop me. And, um, we've had, yeah, I mean the craziest things like we've, We've worked with different artists that were making our hats that are like, nope, you have to do, you know, pre-sale and I'm only making this amount a week. And I'm like, nobody can stop me. 
Like you can, you can say that you can't do this anymore, but like, we're here to make hats, to put hats on heads because we're here to raise money. Like we're here to put the, support these organizations. Like, I don't care if it's fashionable to have things sell out and whatever. I mean, there's been a lot of moments like that, but it's, I would always think, what would I regret more? You know, like, would I regret And that's all I care about, making sure that I have no regrets in my life and that I can look myself in the mirror. Because it's like, what would I regret more? Like, would I regret stopping and always wondering how how far I could go and how much good I could do? Would I or would I regret, um, you know, yeah, you never know. Or sorry, I'm like all flustered. Yeah, no. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, or you, or you continue and you fail, like who gives a shit? At least, you know, and like, we're here to push the limits. Like there's no road, like no one's done what we've done. You know, we see companies like black dog that, that they started. And it's like, when they first started only whoever had gone to the vineyard had, you know, but without the gift back, like, and, and I haven't seen anyone do this. And I kind of am always like, Oh, cause it's stupid again. (laughs) But but it really was not stupid. It's not the right word, but like this crazy idea that doesn't make sense. And when you have those, you have to push it. And like, we're the ones creating the worlds, you know, right. like we yeah. get to decide what that looks like. It doesn't matter who's done what and how they haven't yep. done what we've done. Right. Trail, trailblazing for sure. And um, now again, just going back to the naysayers. And yes, there's so many people that I think hold a lot of individuals down in their lives of like wanting to move forward, but the risk is always worth, you know, versus the regret. Basically, I feel like I posted something about that on social. I mean, I did the same thing, gosh, last month and like throwing this huge, like event in Boston with this podcast. And now I know September is like a new extension of summer and it's just like never time to throw an event. Cause like everyone's like maxed out crazy these days. Again, we learned nothing from COVID about our boundaries and schedules. We're like, how much more can we do? But you just have to do it. And you put yourself out there and your people will show up and the people around you will try to support you as best they can. But if you don't start, if you don't take this idea, you're right. What are you going to sit with? And like, how many lives have you changed? Like you've probably, I mean, so many lives. It's really about, it's, it's, you know, about everyone. And like, I, I, I think that when you're doing the right stuff, it does take on a life of its own. And like all of the, the people that you've helped with the work that you do, it's like, that's what you want. You know what I mean? Like you want it to branch off. You want it to grow. And because that's really what it's all about. It's not about like growth just within yourself or money or whatever, because who cares? And like, I love things just as much as the next person. I love things. But the thing that makes me feel the best is um, giving as much as I get and and seeing other people, you know, hopefully do that themselves because I think they want to. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, what are you most excited about looking into this new season we're coming into new year? I, as everyone knows, listening, I'm like, I hate new year's resolutions. I'm just someone that just keeps on like rolling because <laughs> yeah. like that January 1st, um, like day, you're just like, Oh my God, it's an ultimate like Sunday scary. You're like, Oh Jesus, it's a new year. Like I'm actually nervous. But, um, what, what are you most excited about? Like, what do you have in store? If you can share anything? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. we've been, um, 
We, um, as I mentioned, we like work with a ton of like really great brands. So we've mm-hmm. um, been working with uh, a brand called Grossi Pelosi, a guy named Dan Pelosi, who he's number four on the New York Times bestseller list. We designed all his merch and he has a beautiful um, partnership with Crate and Barrel now. So we made all these beautiful cookie tins that they're going to be selling there and, and really being able to that stuff that I've learned about like how to create things that are well-made that like we can kind of track. Um, I find that that's a reason that a lot of people actually don't make merch um, because it's just so difficult to navigate. It's like, where am I getting the stuff? Who's making the stuff? So being able to make sustainable items and items that are cohesive with people's brands and their own personal ethos, like that really excites me. So um, definitely Dan Pelosi, we're doing, we have a couple other big clients that we've been working with. So being able to kind of like cut out all that questioning for these these people and these brands that I love mm-hmm. that are going to be able to, you know, help them like get their brands into people's homes is like the coolest thing ever. Like awesome. second to, you know, Polly, but I I just want to like keep doing what I'm doing and and (laughs) oh girl you will I feel like do we we need like a project poly um like cookware set right oh my god yeah we need it like we need lots but I will buy that whole thing like la la croissette or what's that other one caraway if if anyone's listening oh yeah can we get like a red set set slap a tomato on there get some like cooking utensils we're definitely but um, or like cooking with Nikki. Can you come to my house and help me make lasagna? Because like nobody wants to put I mean, a lasagna in their mouth that I make. I can, but like I, like I said to everyone, the reason that Project Polly is closed and we're not like a soup kitchen, we're not like a restaurant is because it's genuinely like I am not the chef in my household. I make like three things. I make chicken cutlets. I make lasagna. And like it's mm-hmm. really, it's really it. That's how you know what your strengths are. I make it's brilliant. I order it. I make frozen awesome bands of pizza. Love love a good bands of frozen pizza. I can make You're that kidding. one. Into the oven. We right? love bonza so much. I can't even tell you there's bonza pizza in my freezer right now. Yes. In the shelves. Yes. Bonza so I can are do friend. that. Yeah, do that. And then you can't really you can't really mess up pasta unless like you're you're really just like over boiling it. So those are the two things. Like yeah. yes, thankfully my husband did not marry me for my cooking. Yeah. We make I have a lot of good friends that are cooking. So Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Like I'm really here to support small businesses, small business restaurants. You yeah. know what I mean? Same. Like you're live live I in Brookline, Brookline, like take all my money, you know, like definitely. I know I love that little place. Um, so many shout outs. Well, so tell me for someone listening in, um, maybe in your shoes that are working in these great corporate companies, but like have a passion project, like what would you tell someone right now looking to make a meaningful pivot as we head into the new year? Like what inspiration or advice or? Yeah. I mean, it would literally yeah. just be to do it. Like, like just start. And, and, you know, I find that a lot of people, like we all make excuses because it's like really safe, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this because I don't know how to do this part of it. I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not whatever, like all of this stuff. And it's like, it helps us sleep at night to feel like, oh, we don't have the skill set. And like, kind of what's really cooler is sitting there going like, I'm actually just going to teach myself this thing. And see if I can do it. And the confidence you build every time you're teaching yourself new skills, because 
None of us know what the heck we're doing. Nobody. And I thought as I started to grow that it's like, you meet this person at this level, da, 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 da. And everybody is like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. Like, here's my goal. I want to make sure that I'm working with people that are like smarter than me, know how to do the thing. And I want to teach myself how to do anything I possibly can. We're all just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like every day's mm-hmm. new things. There's like Instagram and Twitter and blah, 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 all this stuff. We're all learning. Yeah. We're all learning. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that is so what holds a lot of people back is like things looking perfect or looking stupid or we're, yeah, we're all going to be beginners at something exactly. again in some point of our lives. So we, we can't be the experts every day, all the time, but giving yourself that opportunity to grow and expand. Yeah. I mean, for for all you've built for me in the pandemic too, that was like, let me start like three businesses because people need help with like they jobs do. and coaching and services. So I threw myself into coaching programs so I could help other more people like th- that we are all needed in so many different ways. We have so many unique skills and also too, and you tell me what you think. I feel like there's this uh, sort of limiting belief as well of like, there's too much competition out there. Um, you know, I, I'm doing the same thing as this person in my mm-hmm. same field in my same community. So I'm not going to start because there's not clients. And it's funny. I love the beauty space. I work with a lot of individuals that are in, you know, hair hair and estheticians and things like that. And there's a million of them all around now, but there's clients for everyone. Like I was just at an event last week and like that was said out loud. There's clients for everyone, fitness, trainers, all of that. But like, what would you say to someone thinking like, oh, there's too much competition? Oh my God. I tell everyone all the time. I'm like, do the exact same thing that I'm doing. Like, like literally do it, do the exact same thing as I'm doing because like, yeah, It's still not going to be the same thing. Like we are all, there's plenty of room for everybody. And I think that more often than not, like, especially right now, we're totally in this world of like, it's cooler to support people. Right. And like, it helps us like helping other people helps us. I would love to have any conversation. And I think most people in our positions are and higher. They want to talk to people and they want to help them. Um, So do the thing make the idea happen and like talk to people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, tell people, tell people your, I mean, you don't have to, you can keep something secret these days oh, until you're really ready to go. Okay. But I would say like, tell those right people that can help you get to that next level, or at least be some type of support system, I guess, embrace, embrace what you don't know and own it and just move forward. Like put it out there. Yeah. We need you. Every, people need us. People so. need us. Mm. People need yeah. us. And we need, we need everyone that's sitting there wondering like, yeah. and, and that's the saddest part. And that's why this podcast is so important. Like if, if you, if I, or anyone can help somebody like take that leap and feel less afraid, like, oh my God, like I have chills when I think about that. Cause I can't yeah. imagine my life without the work that I'm doing. I cannot. Yeah. And I like, love it so much. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's so much. And like having all of that stuff, like be inside of you is not is not a way to live. Like you have to do yeah. the idea. You have to surround yourself with people that that do the same thing that support you. 
Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I know you have so much fun. And I remember too seeing you on Chronicle, which is like a lost local Boston station this summer where you, you had your bocce club and all that. Are you getting going to gear up to do a lot of that next summer as well? Cause I know know, you have a really good partnership. We'll see. It's always something different. And that was actually, okay. Yeah. We were, um, which you live and you learn, you know, it was an outside activation in, yeah. And it rained every day, you know? So, well, the summer was very um, unkind to us. So. It was very yeah. unkind. But that was a really funny thing. And then, kind of what I was talking about before about like every little thing that you do kind of like builds confidence, like a little more, a little more, and how important that is. But yeah. this winter, I was kind of thinking about like, wow, like I really want to do something for Project Red. It's since changed, but at the time, like they were continuing the kids' school lunch through the summer. Um, and now thankfully, like in September, like that's, you know, we have some funding there, but I was like, wow, people don't realize that this is happening. Like kids in the Boston public school system who like, they're losing their meals. Like this is two meals a day that they're getting at school. Like we need to continue that. So I had, um, a little seltzer. And I was sitting in bed, like one of those CBD, you know, whatever seltzers. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. like thought up this whole thing of, oh my gosh, we're going to do bocce because it's like this game, but it's this like nostalgia, you know, and we'll build this, like it was green and white striped exactly how it ended up. And we pitched it to the developer and it was the craziest thing I've ever done. Cause who the hell am I pitching this to this developer? And they said, yes. Yeah. I mean, why not you? No, it's more of why not you, not who am I? You're like, hell yeah, I got this idea. Um, That's so fun. Well, I can't wait to see what else is in store. And as we approach holiday, beyond all the incredible things I know you're doing for Thanksgiving, any fun... like Christmas holiday, you know, yeah. all, all yeah. the seasons, like you going back into the marketplace or, yeah, no, you know, where can people come well, and support you? Shops. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we will be in the market. We have amazing, um, in good company who, um, mm. sells our hats also over at brave daughters. Um, yeah. you'll be cool. able to find our hats for sale in the seaport, but, yeah. um, yeah, we're actually, we're doing a great thing for holiday, which I'll rope you into Megan. Um, but we partnered, I really was, was looking for quite some time for an organization that works with the foster care system. Yeah. Um, so we partnered with an amazing organization called wonder fund that works with the 50,000 kids in Massachusetts that are in the foster care system, which is like just such an astonishing amount. Yeah. So we're going to do 500 stockings with the kids' names <gasps> on them. So because most kids that are yeah. in foster care, they've they've never had like a stocking with their name on it. And like to be able to not just like give a gift, but give like a keepsake and let them know that like they're important and for them to see their name and have something with their name on it is like yeah, big. So um you're like, how many times can I cry in this I know, episode? I, know. I think I cried when I watched you on Chronicle too. <laughs> and you think about, again, the privilege of like waking up on the holiday or, you know, if you celebrate Christmas and like coming down and the stocking, like yeah. that's just so beautiful. I mean, yeah. those are the things that, that sit with you yeah. and remember. Totally. Then also the kindness, the kindness of humans that show up, you know, for kids and all these amazing charities where there, we have to believe that there are people that really want to help others. They do, in this they world do, and it's day, me, it's you, know? you it's so. it's all the people that are listening, and they just don't know the way to do it, you yeah. know. So 
is I, I try to give people those ways to do it. And um, it, it's been great. I think, I, like I said, most people want to, they just don't know how. Like we have people show up with like food and deodorant to our store because they don't know. They're like, what can, what can I do with this? Like I have this stuff and I'm like, I don't, I, you know, I'm a clothing store, but we take it and we go bring it. You know what I mean? We go and you Aww. do the thing. But um, yeah. one of the things that we're working on that we're trying to figure out is basically creating a portal so that people can like, you know, look and say like, hey, I have this or I want to get involved. Like, where can I plug into? Like, here's where my passions lie. Um, yeah. Because, you know, uh, we all want to. A hundred percent. And and gosh, this podcast can't come out at a more timely time when I think that hopefully season of giving will be at its highest. So yes. you are so freaking incredible, my friend. How can people find you, you know, again, locally engage with you and then someone listening from all over? Um, we have listeners globally, but where's the best place to find you, engage with you and it seems yeah. like you can ship hats, all of it. Yeah. Um, Projectpoly.com. Um, our store is at 42 Prince street in the North end. Um, and you know, I'm Nikki and I C K Y at projectpoly.com. And you know what, reach out to me. Like, I think, you know, the Instagram it's, it's me and it's, uh, Angelina who's lovely. Um, but we're there and we're talking to people all day and it's definitely us. So don't be it's afraid. fabulous. Yeah. Get, get in there. Catch me screaming out on, on Polly, you know, Brent street. Hey, come get your pasta. Oh my God. But um, no, and I I can see the power of your community already. I mean, I was reposting today that I was talking to you and as we've pivoted with purpose on this podcast to expand just our network and reach, like, I can't tell you how many people like message me like, Oh my God, I love Nikki. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, so, so nice. It, girl, you are just getting started. No, you are just getting started. This, I, yeah. I'm so thankful to you. Like, what an amazing place. And and like I mentioned before, like, I wish that that this was here. And like, when I was in those moments that that I had something like Pivot with Purpose that I could listen to, and I could listen to people that like felt the same way as me and, and maybe get that confidence. Like, this is just, it's such an amazing thing that you're doing. And I'm like, so proud to know you and have met you, really. Oh, well, right back at you. And um, I'm I'm here and I am so excited to continue to support you and all your efforts and wear my crystal beanie around town you. with uh, love and the admiration. Hat. The whole hat. So, um, so yes, everybody go check out Nikki if you're in Boston. There's like no good reason not to go to the North End. So you can go eat and shop and meet Nikki in person, who is like the brightest sunshine. Um, you're like my spirit color in a human oh. form. Like I'm all about the yellows. Um, so thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I can't wait to see all that is to come. And you are just so incredible, my friend. Oh so my thank God, you. You are too. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. If you like what you heard in this episode, please tag and share us at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast on Instagram and spread the love within your networks. For more ways to work with me one-on-one and get all access to my content, join my community by signing up at www.meganhool.com.